mind, body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack Life, Not Others is an insight into that life with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Last week we talked about excuses, how, you know, we're at the end of the month of the new year, resolutions are fading away, unfortunately, the reasons why people don't stick with them. The excuses start popping up. On the show today, we've got a guy that could have a million excuses, right? I mean, just yeah, look at Yeah, hold on. He could have number one <laughs> excuses. We gave him bad directions to find a place he was out there driving no, 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 around no, no. for a half hour. Not we. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Not we. Yeah, that's on me. But uh, the bottom line is, you know, as you introduce him, like a lot of the guys and girls that train at the school, and I shouldn't say a lot, but he is one of them that has an excuse to say, I'm not coming tonight, not training. I'm not going to teach for you tonight. Um, but go ahead, introduce him. All right, so on the show today is Dave Pullman. Yeah. He could easily give us an excuse. He could. To not show up, to not be there. Come up with an excuse to not participate in uh, all the things he does. Dave, how long have you been training with me? 18 years. And you also teach um, the juniors, the, what we call, you know, the teenagers. And you have a large following. You keep the kids motivated. And I know your way is to push them hard, and that's what they need, and you do that. 18 years, I've seen you go through a lot. Through all the stuff that you went through, you've always had a pretty good attitude that keeps you coming back. The reason we have you on the show is this whole month has been about resolutions and sticking with it. And I see people who hurt their little finger and then it takes the rest of their body out of their training. They just stop. Somehow you've been able to take all the different things that happened to you and you still find a way to get the best part of your training in. Even though you have to compromise on some things, you're creative enough that you come up with a way to keep it going, a way to train. How many knee operations? Six. Six. And three knee replacements on the same knee. Three knee replacements on the same knee. Wow. How about a hip? One hip, and I've had five shoulder surgeries and four wrist surgeries. And then when did these injuries occur and did they happen a lot of people listening to this show thinking oh, that's, that's a really crazy martial arts school i don't want to go how did they happen most of them happened or they started due to the years of playing football yeah yeah and so the training the injuries and uh the coming back is always tough having to take several months off and then coming back how do you do it well i look around at people my age or younger and you know the ones who sit around and are sedentary they're in more aches and pains than I am and you know to me it's a rush being in there you know being able to come back whether I can hobble on one leg or whatever and looking around and saying man that guy's 25 years old and I can outdo him you know plus it keeps me young and keeps me going we're going to have aches and pains no matter what we do as long as you train smartly, you know, know your limitations, balance. Those are things that you've always taught. And I think the balance is a hard thing to figure out. But as I'm getting older, I'm getting better at it. Well, how old are you now, Dave? I'll be 67 in July. All right, 67. You got a football background. You're always were an athlete. And then 18 years ago, you find the martial arts, right? Yep. Um, what drives you about the martial arts? What do you love? What keeps you coming back that the martial arts keeps calling you saying, oh, I got to go back. I got to go back. I got to go train. Well, initially it was my son. Yeah. He and I joined together and we tested for black belt together. And then then it was training with you, um, you know, what you guys offer. It's uh, mind, body, and spirit. It's 
it's just the whole family. It's my second family, you know, yeah. like the kids that I teach. You know, I look forward to seeing everyone. And when I don't, it's like something's missing. And um, I figure, you know, if I can come back with all my injuries, nobody else has an excuse. You know, I, I, I hear people saying, oh, you know, I... <sighs> My shoulder's sore. I said, hey, every part of my body is sore. But you know what? You get in here and you do it and you feel better and you find your home. To me, Hoover Karate is my second home. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good, to, it's good to find a home like that where we can all go to. And it's not what I teach. It's what we all teach, you know. And Steve is a product of that, too. We keep coming back to the well. Um, it works for us. And some people may find yoga or different challenges, different things that they do work for them. You're surrounded by positive people. One of the things that I find most unique, and this is something that I can't do, is I can't relate or teach younger kids anymore. Um, I don't know why, but people say that I guess I'm a little too intense or whatever. I don't know, but maybe that could be true. <laughs> but I do know that it's my place not to do that. I'll come in, watch a class every now and then, watch you teach, watch the other teachers like Darla and so on and different people teach, and they have a way. But you're older. And so am I. And you're a couple years older than me. But you can relate to these teenagers in a way that is very rare. There's usually that gap between age that separates us that people don't want to hear what you have to say. You're an old guy, you know. I don't want, I don't want to listen to you, man. But they listen to you. They follow you and they show up. Every time I come into one of your classes, these kids are sweating and they're pushing and they're trying to better themselves and you have seen it as well as I have. You've seen miracles work. You've seen people change their lives because of how you teach and what you teach. The martial arts is only a vehicle. It takes the personality of you to blend with the personality of the kids to make this thing happen. What do you think it is? What do you do? Well, my wife calls me a big kid. And I'm a disciplinarian. I'm very strict. But I also have a lot of fun. You know, I try to make the classes fun. I joke around with them. You kind of get to know their individual personalities. You know, what can I get away with? What can I? Class participation. Like uh, now if someone forgets their belt, we have the auction and they can't wait for the auctions. You know, I auction off that person's belt. You know, I like to have fun. They know how much they can get away with and don't push it beyond. Now you apply that to your own life. You know, right. um, and you, I mean, you wouldn't be here if it was just for the money. That's not what you, you're here because you feel like you're changing kids' lives. You're preparing them for the world and the life that's ahead of them, the journey they're going to take. You're making them stronger. That's why you do it. I look at them like my own kids. It's like, you know, I look back at what my dad told me years ago. Sometimes these kids don't have a father or a mother who tell them those things. And so it's like, if they can live vicariously through me, and say, hey, you know, I remember Sensei Dave telling me that once. Hey, I remember this. I remember this. And I, when I do philosophy, it's about my life, the mistakes that I've made or the positive things I've done. I think it's more personal that way. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about this the other day. Um, every generation always tells their children that they had a lot harder than them. I don't believe that. I believe every generation has its handful of problems. It's just that the problems are different. And I think the things that your father taught you, the hard school knocks that you came from, I think the kids respect that because you don't blow that in their face. They just realize that you've got a message and that message is do these things and it'll help you get your way in life. It'll be easier for you if you listen and if you work hard. But you make hard work fun. 
and you make them realize at a young age that hard work is necessary. And you do it with a smile on your face. You know, you don't use bad words. You don't curse. You don't use any negativity. You do it with a positive spin. You can use this in martial arts teaching or any employer, any business person, anybody out there can use this same kind of uh, philosophy of how to teach, to relate to everybody, make it relatable. Don't put yourself high in a pedestal. And I think it's because of all the experiences that you've gone through that keep calling you back, that make you better, that humble you. I mean, you've been humbled. And a lot of times, too, you know, we talk about the word doubt. What was your worst injury? The second one, when it, uh, the concrete failed, and for like 14, 15 months, I was walking around with a knee that just kind of was moving around in the joint. Right. Now, did you have doubt? About coming back? Yeah. Uh, not about coming back. I was just worried about if I, I knew I would come back. At what capacity, I wasn't sure, because the doctor said, this is your last knee replacement. You can't, you can't wreck this one. So you doubt it. Right. right. Yes. Well, and I found ways to strengthen it instead of, you know, doing certain things like I, I, I don't run. I walk fast. Mm -hmm. I can do burpees. I can do push-ups. Right. I can do the things that I can do. I, I push myself in those areas and the things that I can't do and shouldn't do. I really try not to do them anymore. Yeah. And I think it goes for a lot of us who feel like everything's got to be perfect. And sometimes it's not perfect, but we can get there other ways and still recognize the rest of our body. Um, if our knees aren't in the best shape or shoulders or elbow or whatever, we don't have to quit and knock down the whole body. Um, we can still find a way, a better way. You know, we're smart enough to do that. And I think that's what the kids see in you. Overwhelming odds is your ability to put your brain and your mind in the right place and your body will follow. If there's one thing or one mantra or one piece of you read, what is it? There's probably two or three of them. One, life is a state of mind, body, and spirit hmm. every day. One will be the leader and one won't. And right now in my stage of my life, the spirit is the one that's leading me. My, okay. sp my spirit to succeed, my spirit to just keep on going. So right now, spirit's leading. And the other one is pain. Like pain is temporary. Pain is weakness leaving the body. Pain lets you know you're alive. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of pain when you cut your finger off, but I'm talking about the soreness from training. You know, that means you're alive. You're doing something. It's like you got to keep it going. You, you just have to. Otherwise... You know, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all good stuff. Steve, you've been pretty quiet over there. Yeah. <clears throat> I've always enjoyed listening to Dave. His control over the class is amazing yeah. with those teenagers. He has their full attention. He does. That's a skill. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, life is, um, life's a long road. You know, I think about sometimes Steve tells me, you know, talk about different podcasts. I would hate to be doing this show at 30 years old or 35 years old thinking about the things um, and the people that I've met over the, my lifetime um, who have come on this show, who have 18, 20, 25, 30 years of experience to learn about them, their personalities, what makes them tick is what this show is about. And not just from a martial arts point of view, different people that have something to say, something that's good, uh, something that's vibrant, something that's positive. We need more of that in this world. We hear too many negative things. I can't do that. Um, I remember wearing shirts, and we'll end it with this, unless you have something else. But on the back of our shirts, it was American, straight down. Vertical, right. not horizontal. Vertical. And Steve, I'm going to see if you can remember what it said. We all wore them for a while. Along the letter, horizontally written, was something to say about the letter. 
A-M-E-R. So A stood for what? A. Okay. A stood for A. M stood for what? Message. Correct. E stood for what? Everyone. Correct. R stood for what? Remembers. And then the end is? I can. I can. The rest of the word. The rest of the word. And it might sound goofy. I saw it somewhere. I threw it on a shirt and I lived it as long as I am here today. A message. Everyone remembers. I can. Have the spirit of the warrior. Never say die. That's not just to you. That's to me and everyone listening. Thank you, Dave, for being on. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks, Dave. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. 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 Steve Mittman social media.com. 